And welcome back to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit, Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics, a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. We're recording today's episode on Monday, March 6th. And joining me as always is Dr. Orfe Devangi, PhD economist. Hey, Dr. O, the jobs report is coming out on Friday, and we're recording this on Monday. The last two jobs reports, there were questions about those numbers, but we haven't seen any revisions from either one just yet. It sounds as if the consensus, and by that I mean you know a handful of people who have the guts to put a number out there, is that we're going to see non-farm payroll up somewhere between 175000 and 250000 and that's, of course, coming uh, behind the increase of 517 from January, 517,000, which, uh, as I just said, hasn't been revised just yet. And there was some skepticism around that. So what are you thinking? What, what, you know, what, are, you, what are the factors that you're looking at as you're considering where the jobs report's going to come in? What's your feeling about the report overall? Yeah, the, the median forecast is around 225,000. The unemployment rate expected to stay roughly the same. I think it's important to realize that employment growth is still pretty solid, pretty rapid. It was slowing in 2022. It's likely to continue to slow in 2023. The reason why we think employment is likely to slow in 2023 is very basic. You know, the consumer drives this economy. You have consumption makes up roughly 70% of GDP. And if the consumer slows down, then you're going to see businesses uh, slow down their hiring. And so that's kind of how it works. I was, uh, you know, you look at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, latest quarterly report on households, debt and credit. And what it shows is basically in 2022, especially in the last part of 2020, the second half of 2022, consumers accumulated a ton of credit card debt. Consumer debt now surpasses the pre-pandemic level and household income has increased, but hasn't increased near as much as debt has increased. And so it means consumer finances are strained, strained by high prices and strained by the rising cost of debt. And when you take those things together, you realize very quickly that perhaps consumers don't have a lot of, uh, a lot more runway. And that if they don't have a lot more runway, they're going to curtail their spending and that will cool down labor demand as well. In the past week, we've talked about people that are looking at, you know, the market overall, a recession. Does the Fed bring this in? There's talk about probably another, you know, 75 point basis increase on the horizon, right? Is this unemployment trend that you're seeing and, you know, these numbers maybe really not moving terribly much. Is this an indicator that we may not have the soft landing, may not have the hard landing, maybe have no landing at all? The Fed is not trying to kill the labor market. Okay. The Fed is not trying to do that. I think that's a, it's kind of a misconception that people have. Uh, The Fed is trying to bring down inflation. It has succeeded at, at its goal of ensuring full employment. And when we mean what we mean by that is basically everybody who's, who wants to be working today is working. The unemployment is 3.4%. You know, uh, what the Fed is concerned about, though, is the fact that wage growth is still very high. 
And if so, if wages are growing at a rate of 4.4% per year over year, it's going to be very difficult to bring price, consumer price growth below 4.4% this year. And so, you know, and, and to get down to that 2% Fed target. So that's, so that, I think that's the first point. So wage growth has to come down and wage growth can come down through a number of ways. The first one is you can get an increase in labor supply. And if more people are coming on the market looking for work, right? So an increase in labor supply would basically cause the unemployment rate to tick up. Then you could get, you'll get some slack in the labor market that will bring down wage growth. And the other way is to get labor demand to decline. If labor demand declines significantly, which is the way, the most likely scenario, if labor demand declines significantly and we start to see the number of job openings fall and hiring fall at a more rapid pace, wage growth is also going to come down. Workers will have fewer options. And as workers' bargaining power diminishes, wage growth will come down. So I think that's what the Fed is trying to engineer. It's not trying to kill the labor rate. It just wants to make sure that inflation comes down to the 2% target. But unfortunately, it may have to go through that labor market, especially in the services sector, where hiring is really rapid and wage growth in services is really, really high. Well, I appreciate the insights as always, and thanks for putting a bow on that. For Orfe Devangi, this has been Chris Krug. You've been listening to Everyday Economics. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com. 